Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who redeems us in Christ Jesus, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Uh, but that's your Advent packet. It will have the Synod Advent devotional in it, with uh, all the devotions have been written by different people throughout the Synod and each day of Advent. And it will have all the hymns that we'll use on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day um, in, a, in a, a songbook so that you will have those handy no matter where you are to sing. And um, it will have three candles for if you happen to be doing, uh, joining the worship service from home. You can turn out the lights in your own home, and when we do the silent night lighting of the candle and passing of the light, we pass it both in the room and online. It's actually quite beautiful. So we send a few candles to you home. You can have more candles if you need them. If you are listening to this on the radio or online and you are not a member of the congregation but you would like to receive an Advent packet, then let us know. Go to the website rlcjuno.org. And you can either email us, there's a link right through the, the website, or you can also call. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without you nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Embrace us with your mercy, that you, that with you, as our ruler and guide, we may live through what is temporary without losing what is eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. And now for the children's sermon. Today we're going to talk about predictions. Now, sometimes it's easy to predict something. If you flip a coin, it's either going to be heads or it's going to be tails. You get a 50-50 shot. Some predictions get a little more technical, a little more advanced. We have a meteorologist here. Weather. We're getting a lot better at predicting weather, especially hurricanes and tornadoes. And that helps a lot of people. And we should listen to those predictions because they can help us save lives, save property, all the things necessary to prepare for a storm. In the Bible, there are many predictions. And some of them are very scary, much like a tornado or a hurricane. But there's one person who says, trust in me and you will get through this. Jesus is saying that today in our gospel, trust in me and you'll get through this. So when we get predictions that are very scary, 
We don't know when they're gonna happen, but we think about it. Remember that if we trust in Jesus, we will get through it. You're invited to rise as you are able. Let us welcome the gospel. toward God's fulfillment, there will be frightening signs and events. Before the end, believers will draw strength from their relationship to God and will be given the words they need to testify and to endure without fear. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give your, you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated. This is one of those texts that starts out pretty straightforward and then all of a sudden just takes a detour that becomes really challenging. And I mean, even in the story, what was being addressed were the people who were showing off about the temple, the, the, wealthy, uh, the wealthy donors to the synagogue who were, were adorning the, the temple and, and then making that their pride. Um, the, the story of the widow who gives the last of her money comes right before this. So, so he's talking about how, how these things that we invest in 
even if we say we're investing in them to worship God as a dedication to God, they still can become these idols in and of themselves, and they're, they're all, they're all going to pass away. And at the time Luke was, was written, so at the time Jesus was speaking, the temple still existed in Jerusalem. At the time Luke was written, it's, it's very most likely that the temple had already been destroyed. It was destroyed in a war in um, 70, the year 70. Okay. It's still in crumbles. And on the Temple Mount, there's Al-Aqsa Mosque, a number of all the Abrahamic religions consider it a holy place. And the idea of rebuilding the temple has taken different forms in different, uh, different religions. Christianity, the temple is rebuilt in Jesus, right? The one who rises from the dead, the one who embodies presence the one who is the presence for us. And it, which doesn't mean we, we this isn't about temples being bad. It's about remember, remember to keep the point the point. Remember to stay focused on Christ. Because all of us trust in other stuff. We trust in, in, if we can create it, we, there are people who trust in it. And whether it's our wealth, whether it's our relationships and our families, whether it's our physical health, whether, I mean, what are the things that we invest in? Cryptocurrency? Um, I mean, any, any of these things will not last. And Jesus said, you know what? Not only is this not going to last, when you ask me, when are these things going to happen? He starts listing all these things that are going to happen, right? Plagues and floods and earthquakes and nation against nation. Okay. Nation against nation, check. Earthquakes, check. Floods, check. Plagues. Oh, there's that whole pandemic thing. Father, what is it? Father against son. Uh, who, who's, who's, um, oh, you'll be even betrayed by your parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Some of us have gotten so heated over the last couple of years, or so frustrated, or so lonely, or so whatever, that we have conflicts that have broken, broken familial relationships happens. And sometimes it is over an ethical decision that we are called to make that some other people don't approve of and agree to. And Jesus is warning about it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You don't get to skip it. It would be nice to fast forward. You also don't get to know when Jesus is coming in to bring the, the fullness of God's kingdom, the new Jerusalem, which we don't know exactly 
what form that's going to take. But we don't get to know when. We know there are going to be these signs. And he says, pay attention. Well, what are we supposed to pay attention to if we don't get to know the time, we have no control over most of these things? I mean, some of them a little bit, but you know, the earthquakes and floods, the reality is whatever natural disaster hits next could hit any, any of us at any time. And lives are, are, are washed away. So how, how, are we supposed to, how are we supposed to watch for the signs, pay attention, and then, and then what? And that's what Karen started to talk about. Allow yourself to be made ready. Allow yourself to be made ready for the time that you will be called to testify for the time that you will have to stand against what is easy. For the time where you will have to put yourself and all that is yours on the line to follow Jesus. That may actually be having to share toilet paper in the beginning of the pandemic. Right? I mean, there were people who were getting into fights over it. So it may be that, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to share and then we'll figure it out. It may be somebody's getting harassed and and having ethnic slurs being thrown at them. I have to speak up, even though the anger is likely to come at me. Right? Sometimes it's an organization like the church doing things. I mean, we have a history of Luther saying the church is doing some stuff wrong. We need to fix it. Well, we have a history of doing that over and over and over again. And that's one of the reasons why we recognize the Reformation is because we keep having to be reformed. But you might be the one who has to identify and stand up against the easy voices, or the popular voices, or the comfortable voices. You might be the one who has to stand up for the, the elderly people who can't get here, or the veterans, or the people with behavioral health issues, or the people whose lives are so complicated Figuring out how to get coins together for a meal is all the whole goal for right now. Maybe you have to stand up for that person through groceries, through walking with them, through just caring about them. There are so many examples of when, when we have natural disasters, what we define as natural disasters, um, Americans, by and large, like really pull together. And I know you know people do that, uh, too. Uh, it, it's just something that, that, you know, Americans are notorious for. Um, but we pull together until we have to go back to work, or there's another disaster somewhere else, or we have to pick up our kids, 
And we do have to do those things. But part of paying attention is saying, you know what, pay attention because some of this stuff that, that isn't as obvious as the immediate earthquake or the immediate bomb dropping, some of this stuff are still those signs. What it is, is it's signs of humans living in our brokenness and failing to resist. Over and over and over again, we have people setting dates, you know, when, when the end time is going to come. We don't, I, I believe that that is, that is excluded um, by scriptural witness. Uh, but that's, that's my belief. Uh, but even if there's not an event where all of us recognize that this is Jesus come to bring the new Jerusalem, to bring the fullness of God's kingdom, there are moments of that coming. A little bit here, a little bit here. That's the love that you experience when you're in need. It's the love that you experience when you help somebody else in need. And this Paul text that comes up right before, it says, you know, don't, don't let people who uh, don't work eat. Okay, that text has been abused over the years. He was talking to a particular context where people thought, Jesus is coming any day now. It does not make sense for me to plant the field because Jesus is going to be back. Why am I going to bother? And he's saying, no, you kind of got to pitch in. But we have to remember that there are people who are unable to pitch in by plowing the fields and who still need to eat. And we've got to find ways for them to contribute and work too. But that's, that's Jesus' presence. That's Jesus' coming. And he says, then he says, don't be prepared. You have to prepare yourself not to be prepared. Prepare not to answer. How much trust does it take to say, I, I see somebody, a racial, a racial slur being used against somebody. I have to speak up. I don't know how to do that. But I have to. And I don't know how to follow up on it. But I have to. Those are the moments where he says, trust. Trust. Because even though all this scary stuff happens and will continue to happen, Karen says, you will get through it, and I'll be there. I'll be there with you. You've got to know. And when you're tempted to give up, so many people are burnt out and giving up. So many people have given up over the last couple of years. If you're tempted to give up, Jesus is saying, hang on, because I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I will be there with you. There will be an after. 
There will be an after, and there may, you may be the one who needs the nurturing, who needs somebody to speak up for you, who needs to say, look, there's this problem happening in the church. The church is doing something that makes it difficult for me to worship there. You may have to be that person, but that allows you to be fed, and it allows us to be fed. It is difficult and scary. And Jesus is saying that's a reality. So don't get distracted by these shiny baubles over here. Get all proud about it. Because it's nothing. It's nothing. The temple, the temple is living inside you. The temple. Jesus. And the temple will be there when it's time. Offer yourself. Don't worry about the rest that you can't control. Just offer yourself. Because that's what he did for us. Will you join the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. your saints across time and place, we pray for our shared world. Reviving God, keep your church active in its mission and ministry. Encourage bishops, deacons, pastors, and lay leaders to risk boldly in their proclamation and fill them with wisdom and endurance for challenging times. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. Renewing God, as the northern hemisphere prepares for winter, Make us mindful of the orderly beauty of your curation. Teach us to treasure cycles of rest and new life. Help us care for what you have made, Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Loving God, accompany all who make sacrifices for the sake of others. Safeguard first responders and active duty military personnel. Grant peace to veterans and heal any wounds in body, mind, or spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. 
Healing God, your people cry out to you. Sustain doctors, nurses, and hospital personnel in their tireless work. Uphold mental health professionals and those in their care. May the Son of Righteousness rise on all who are sick. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Uniting God, unite this assembly in its shared mission and ministry for the sake of the gospel. Highlight ways we can better work together and give us patience to work through disagreement. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Commissioning God, guide presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon, Lisa of our sister synod, Pastor Karen Perkins, our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster, and Lutheran Church of Hope, Anchorage. Let your, let your saving faith be known to all. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. And for what else do the people of God pray? For the congregation of Island of Faith in Wales, having lost their pastor suddenly. For all those who have invisible injuries, wounds, and illnesses. Consoling God, abide with all who grieve for loved ones who have died. Comfort us with the promise of resurrection and new life with you. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Accept these prayers, gracious God, and those known only to you, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Blessed are you, maker of all things, as you have entrusted us with all that you have created. Now gather our gifts, nourish us with this sacrament, and send us to those who hunger and thirst. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And would you join in the mission, sta in the mission statement? The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, who creates all things and calls them good, who makes us alive in Jesus, and who breathes on us the spirit of hope, bless you now and forever. Amen. be a blessing in the world. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.